Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast presented by AT&T. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and today is a special episode of the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. This is a continuation of our Vision 100 series. Uh, Vision 100, of course, is the community development plan and strategic plan that the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber, in partnership with the City of Rogers and the City of Lowell, put together as we look to see what our communities will look like as we approach 100,000 people here in the next decade or so. Uh, when we hit that threshold. So joining us today is Lowell Mayor Chris Moore, and he was a very vital component uh, in, in this Vision 100 process, uh, looking specifically at what Lowell is going to look like as they are a growing community, fast growing along with Rogers, um, to see what that community and what Lowell will look like as the community continues to grow and as our combined population again reaches 100,000 people. So there's very some very Lowell-specific plans, and we actually had a large turnout of Lowell residents and workers who participated in the in the uh, survey portion of Vision 100. So really excited to hear about what Mayor Moore has to say on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. <laughs> All right. Well, Mayor Moore, we appreciate you joining us today on the uh, Chamber Voice of Business podcast. And, uh, you know, you've been in office uh, going on, coming up on your first year, wrap, wrapping up your first year here. And uh, before we get into the, the questions we have for, for the uh, Vision 100 series, just how, how are things going? What, what's the state of Lowell like today? Well, we're in a good place. Uh, we have a lot of great projects uh, that are in the works. Uh, it takes quite a bit to get to that point, uh, but with the, the great partnership we have with the Rogers Little Chamber, uh, we, we're doing really great things in the short amount of time that uh, we've, we, I've been here. So I'm really proud of our staff uh, on where we, uh, where we were and where we're going. Yeah, and getting ready to, you know, in your first year, having the, the vision process be taking place kind of gives you a chance to really set the tone as to what Lowell is going to look like under your administration. It sure does. What a, it's an amazing process. I mean, my first time actually going through it and seeing kind of uh, the behind the scenes uh, of what the chamber does and how we get people together to come and uh, to, just how you format this. It just is an amazing process. I was happy to be part of it. Well, we were very grateful for your support uh, in everything that we did. But um, looking specifically at the process, we went out into the community. We, we surveyed residents online. We did community focus groups. And at the online portion, a third of the uh, responses either lived or worked in Lowell, which is much higher than any time we've done this. We've done about eight vision processes uh, in the history of the Chamber of Commerce. And what do you think that what do you think it was that had such a high participation that, that Lowell residents and workers were so energized about mapping out the vision of, uh, of Lowell? Well, I think that uh, the demographics of Lowell changed quite a bit, but also uh, the way the chamber actually communicated this out. Uh, we we spent a lot of time and effort, we being the chamber and, and the vision process of getting the word out. People were really energized, especially after the the, the last election. Uh, there are a lot of hot topics locally in the area. Yeah, and we're going to touch on those in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, but it, it was an amazing process to uh, to see that, of course, through the election, and then we come into this, and it's like. I want to be a part of this community, and how can we do that? Well, here's your chance. And mm -hmm. so it really answered uh, some of the questions that were brought up during the, the, the last election. Here's your opportunity. What do you want Lowell to look like? What do you want Northwest Arkansas to look like? Right. And uh, you guys, it was perfect timing for me 
um, and for the, the people of Lowell. Yeah, and, and we were just very happy to see those numbers and such such high response rates. It was amazing. fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. It really helped shape a lot. Um, but as, as you mentioned, there there are some you know some hot topics that are out there, and there during the focus group there there was definitely some passionate uh, passionate discussion that went on about the struggle of Lowell as it continues to grow as more residents move in. It's a, it's a great place to live, work, and play. Uh, but you kind of, with development, sometimes there can be that fear of losing the small town charm, the small town feel, that hometown energy. What is Lowell doing to address those concerns as, as you guys continue to grow? The numbers show it's going to happen, but, but how do you address those concerns for the longtime residents that, that maybe grew up here and you know, are a little concerned about losing their hometown? Well, the hometown feel we can keep, uh, and we do that by just engaging. Uh, we, we've done that with our, our Christmas uh, parade and our lighting event. Um, it's the first time I think I've ever seen it happen um, and in a very short period of time with uh, help with the chamber and uh, local citizens coming together to create a, a events committee. Uh, we have like 15 or 16 floats. That's awesome. We, we, have, uh, we have someone you know, volunteering to be Santa. We have all the different churches in the area mm-hmm. coming out to do caroling. So by engaging the community, we're going to have the density growth. Right. But we can still keep that feel by staying engaged. And the biggest thing is, from the city standpoint, is we have to communicate that. Uh, you know, we're taking a model out of you know Rogers and, and, and the chamber itself. Communicate, communicate, communicate. When people know, um, they can inter- they can actually interact, and that's what we're hopeful for. Is with more communication, we get more interaction, mm-hmm. get more people involved, and our events can grow and become that much better. Yeah, and, and you mentioned coding there. Um, and, and so I know there's been some recent changes to, to address coding issues that are allowing for some smaller lot sizes for residential f- uh, families. Um, that's going to increase some density for that, for that housing. Um, are there other changes either in process or that have recently passed that we might not be aware of that are going to encourage both commercial and residential development uh, within the city of Lowell? Absolutely. Uh, we've recently adopted and changed our entire permitting process to copy what uh, Rogers and what John McCurdy does over mm-hmm. on that side. So it was a copy and paste. I mean, the wheel uh, works great in Rogers. We'll, we'll use it here. Right. Um, we engage Craft and Toll to work on our land use code and several other aspects for economic development so we can look at what is working, not just now, but in 10 years from now, so that way we're not behind. Um, so I think a lot of great changes are going to come of that uh, here in the next you know, six to nine months. Yeah, and there's already been a, a major project announced uh, since you've instituted those uh, going over on the west side, right? Yes, the old red dirt farm is, uh, we finally have a home for it. and. It'll be going through, uh, I believe, large-scale or tech plat review here mm-hmm. shortly. Um, so we're really, really excited about what they're, what they're getting ready to do out there. That's a significant investment. And for those of you that aren't familiar, it will be a, a mixed-use development going uh, adjacent to I-49 uh, right off of exit 78 uh, on West Monroe Avenue. So really, really excited to see that. It's just been blank land for far too long. I remember when it was supposed to be a water park at one point many, many years ago. So. Water park, uh, an old possible Walmart. Yeah, I heard about that. And, yeah. uh, now we're, we're really excited about what that pen is going to do. It's going to be exciting. It's very exciting. So um, looking at public amenities within Lowell, you know, there are some great amenities that are out there. Wardnail, Heritage Park, Kathleen Johnson Memorial Park going up over on the west side of the interstate. Uh, part of the Vision 100 plan calls for increased beautification and for more public spaces. What 
can your administration, what can the city departments do to either improve the existing public spaces or add more to make Lowell as inviting as possible to residents and uh, workers and visitors? Oh, there's so much more we can do. Uh, you know, the Kathleen Johnson, of course, being the largest park, if you look at that mm -hmm. per square foot of what the city has, we have more park space than most other cities do. Per capita, um, per capita. without a doubt, yeah. yeah. So it, it's how do we utilize that, uh, you know, putting in more baseball fields, more mm -hmm. softball fields or soccer fields, you put playgrounds in a water park or a splash pad, uh, you know, a dog, a dog park, or yeah. what have you. Several different items that other cities are using already, um, we can definitely incorporate uh, into our community as well. Mm -hmm. And then it just comes into creating uh, these atmospheres or parks um, to where they're accessible by the community. So we need to work on some infrastructure, getting some sidewalks mm -hmm. or some trails. I know that we're looking at uh, a great project trying to connect the uh, JV Hunt. Uh, complex into the trail system. Yeah, um, getting the trailhead in over at the Kathleen Johnson Park will mm -hmm. help with that as well. So and so it's the close proximity to the Greenway as well. It's really not that far. No, to be able to connect up there. So and, and it's a huge area. So you know what we have the opportunity that we have at the Kathleen Johnson um, is a, a large amount of green space where we can put something in and people of. of all ages can enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's exciting. I've seen those plans and, and where, where that, when that process started. I mean, there was a lot of input and public feedback uh, that came into that. But it's, I mean, you guys are very responsive to the residents, and you're as that area just grows, the single family developments over there are just sprouting up everywhere over on the on the west side of the interstate. So it's good to see that the city is responsive and, and addressing. Uh, those needs of its residents. Um, looking at Vision 100, back back to that, where the plan calls for developing a downtown district in Lowell. What do you feel would be the most important step to take in order to start developing and redeveloping downtown Lowell? You mentioned the Christmas parade, a tree lighting. What, what else is out there that, that could be done to help kind of spur that development? Well, we, we also need to work on our land use code in that area, and mm -hmm. that is being worked on. Uh, Roush Coleman is getting ready to announce and start working on a high-density home project. Well, breaking right news there. here on so, the Chamber Boys of Business podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, getting the, the density and the housing in that area and then making it more attractive for commercial development, mm -hmm. uh, providing or trying to provide incentives for that type of growth to, one, maintain the history of, of those buildings, and bringing something that is like a mom and pop, where local mm -hmm. a local coffee shop, something that it's a destination people can come in and engage each other. Right. So we're really excited about what we can possibly do. Um, we just we got to work on some codes, get them in line, and then try to find incentives to bring people in for mm -hmm. that. Any thoughts of like you know food truck parks or, or things along along that nature that might be there, like a public gathering space or, or utilizing activating some public spaces in downtown. Absolutely. Uh, I know we have a, a several food trucks in Lowell. Most mm -hmm. of them are off the uh, 71B. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But trying to bring those into that area, it's uh, providing, making sure there's parking, making sure they have the utilities that they need, um, and then working with the landowners to sit there and see, hey, this is working. Um, mm -hmm. It works in a lot of different places, and it can definitely work here in Lowell. Uh, it's just changing the mindset of, of a few people mm -hmm. um, to understand that man, there are some really great things happening that other people have tested it and it works. Right. So why don't we try to do that here? Um, so it's fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. Um, and if you can't answer this question, I understand. But what's the one thing that what's your passion project for downtown that you would just you would love to see? Is it is it the coffee house or is it just something that you know if if money was no object, if you could just wave a magic wand and make it happen, what would it be? You know, getting a, an Onyx coffee in downtown uh, Lowell mm -hmm. would be a, a, an amazing 
just foundation, but it's always finding the first person to break the ground right. uh, and others will follow. So it's just a matter of finding that first person. Um, would love to have them here. Uh, we're very grateful to have Seven Brew, uh, but having a, a eight, it, it, it really is just a foundation for yeah. us if we can get something like that in. So it's uh, we're going to put our heads together and see what we can come up with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned connectivity with Kathleen Johnson Memorial Park earlier and getting it connected to the trails, getting it connected to neighborhoods. What more can Lowell do to increase walkability uh, here for those that live and work? You know, I know you mentioned the J.B. Hunt Trail, trying to get that, get some better connectivity there. But what, what can be done? Like, are there plans in place or is it just kind of planning for the future and seeing where things go? Well, we're trying to get to where all the parks have uh, interconnectivity. Uh, of course, uh, you're working with the Walton Foundation with uh, with those type of projects, uh, working with the state for mm -hmm. grants to get that done. But we would like to be able to interconnect all of these, similar to what Rogers has done. Yeah, um, it, it's it's out there. Uh, we're in the we'll be taking stuff to design phase with Craft and Told to sit there and say how can we make this uh, work. Uh, but we cross uh, you know a state highway here and there so it's and, you know, possibly an interstate yeah possibly <laughs> interstate so it's getting uh, you know RDOT involved there's a lot of different agencies right I've learned uh, more agencies you add sometimes it slows things down a little bit so government's not known for its speediness it, it is it's on the federal side at least but uh, you know trying to connect all together and make it where uh, everybody has the ability to you know like let my kids ride a bike and they can go to the park and come back uh, that it's a small town feel. We can. Mm -hmm. it, it's a goal that we can achieve. We just got to put our heads together. And yeah, I, I remember growing up just being able to just hop, hop on. You know, okay, I'll be back later, mom. Just hop on the bike and go. And you don't. You know, sometimes it's hard to do that in Northwest Arkansas. It lets you live right on the trail. It, it is. We just don't have the sidewalks we need, but uh, there are plans in place, and hopefully, we'll have a funding mechanism to be able to afford that. Mm -hmm. Um, another aspect of the plan talked about public safety. It's a priority for any city. You want your residents to feel safe. You being a former public safety officer, obviously that you're very passionate about that subject. What is Lowell doing to ensure that public safety is, is a priority for its residents? Not that there's any danger or anything now, but you know, what are you doing to, to maintain and continue that as you grow and, and keeping public safety a, a number one issue? Well, it's always going to be number one, especially with the, the number of shootings that we're, we're seeing uh, almost every single week now, sadly. Uh, our new fire chief came from Rogers. Uh, the relationship we have with Rogers and Springdown uh, is at an all-time level uh, mm -hmm. with response. Uh, we will continue to ensure that we get uh, the training we need, the, the guys get the equipment uh, and the apparatuses to ensure we can respond. Our, our Police are no different. Uh, you know, we're constantly uh, trying to get new and better equipment for them. Uh, right. We're very grateful, uh, like for our vest, the seven thousand mm -hmm. dollars for. We have vests that are expiring. Yeah. Um, uh, we have non-lethal force weapons. Where you know, uh, so that way maybe you know we can try to save lives. Mm -hmm. And so, it just there's so many different ways we can do this. Uh, you know, we're looking at trying to get a training center. Rogers uh, just uh, approved a bond to get right. a training center for the fire department. Uh, we don't have one, mm -hmm. um, so either getting a uh, an understanding with Rogers or Springdale to be able to make sure we can continue training our guys both at the, on yeah. the fire and the police level. That is, is absolutely, and I know you got the new firehouse over on the west side, so that's going to reduce response times and and increase public safety there. I mean, as our, as you're planning for future growth, looking at the comprehensive growth plans. Um, are there plans for additional public safety offices to be out there, whether that's a fire station or a second police station, you know, things like that? I know the ultimate goals, uh, 
the police station, um, the fire station, we're looking at possibly remodeling, mm -hmm. uh, adding a training center into our old, uh, station one. Our police, um, they've been in a building that was the old city hall. Right. Um, so at, at some point, we're going to have to look at trying to get them into something that uh, is more suitable for the size of, of the agency. Um, but we have to, it all comes down to, you know, the funding mechanism. How are we going to pay for it? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's really important that we, we look at it. It's something that we're going to have to talk to the people about. We'll hold some town halls and, and, yeah. and try to find out what do we want, where do we want to go, and how we're going to get there. Yeah, well, it's an investment. I mean, it is. And you're, you're invested in the safety of your citizens and of your residents and, and workers. And, you know, it's not, not too much to ask them to invest in themselves as well. You know, they're, they're keeping themselves safe doing it too. Yes, sir, they are. So, um, looking at, you know, you mentioned already the, you know, possible like the tree lighting ceremony, Christmas parade. Are there other plans for, for public events that just kind of bring the community together? You know, Mudtown Days is just fantastic. And, and that's, you know, seems like attendance on that just goes up and up every single year. Um, what, what else is out there? Are, are there talks or plans? You had you mentioned an events committee. Is there anything you can tell us about what, what's coming out of there? Some ideas that might be working uh, coming down the pipeline? Well, we have, of course, Easter. Um, we've mm -hmm. already started planning for that. You have Mudtown Days, uh, the events committee. It's a group of, of residents uh, that come together to determine what events, if we want to, you know, hold a XYZ event in the summer. Uh, it's like, okay, well, let's do this or we, we can do that. So like Fourth of July parade or something like that. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, uh -huh. it, it really, I, I put this in the hands of the people to sit there and say, you know what, we want to do this. That's awesome. And it's like, okay, well, let's do this then. Um, so it's not me coming up with ideas. It's the community itself. That, that, I think that's a great approach on that. Because if, if you own it, then if they come up with the idea, they're much more likely to, to put the passion and work into making it happen. Absolutely. And we've seen that with the Christmas event. Uh, I mean, we went from, you know, five, six weeks notice uh, to where we are now um, in a very short period of time with a lot of effort by, of course, uh, the Chamber and Lance and then uh, Karen Davis with mm -hmm. the city and the different staff members are residents uh, that were part of that committee. So we're extremely grateful to see where we're at with this. Yeah, that's great, man. We're, we're happy to happy to hear that and happy to hear that Lance is, uh, you know, doing his doing his job, I guess. Um, on, on the events committee, is that locked? Is that set or is that open to anybody? Or, or you know, how, if someone's interested in saying, hey, I have an idea, who could they talk to or can they come to a meeting? Like how, how could people find out if, if they're getting passionate about doing, you know, events in, in Lowell? Well, if uh, it's open to anyone who lives mm -hmm. in Lowell, actually, okay. or if they work in Lowell, if uh, it is completely open, right? Um, they utilize Lowell in any uh, way, shape, or any form. way, okay. shape, or form. <laughs> or, you know, we'll, we will take someone who lives in Springdale if they want. If they want to come and help us, well, that'll be means. crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Springdale's great, <laughs> uh, but it's one of those. You know, we want input from the people. Uh -huh. um, so, and if they are interested, please contact. You know, Melanie uh, Houston with the city, uh, the city admin. Okay, she'll get you in touch with the committee itself. Uh, find out when they're meeting and get an introduction in. Uh, we're just we're happy to have as many people involved in this as possible because uh, we just want to make things better. That's great, and I, I love the fact that you're you're putting it to the people and saying if you guys want it, tell us what you need to do or what needs to happen. We'll do everything we can to make it happen. So, is there anything else you want to touch on before as we uh, start wrapping up here? Did I miss anything? I mean, what what th this is your your chance to shine, Mr. Mayor? Oh no, I, I'm extremely grateful that you came over, Steve, so we could talk about these things. So, uh, we're, we're as a as a city, we're very grateful that, that uh, the partnership we have with the Rogers Little Chamber. Um, 
it's uh, the only way we're going to move forward as a community is by you know helping each other and i think you guys are doing great things so we're very appreciative of that well we appreciate the work that you're doing as well i mean we couldn't have gotten this vision 100 process completed without your input and your your committee and everything that lowell did to help with that and again responsible for over a third of the responses on the survey so you know lowell, lowell plays a major factor it's it's all over the place in, in this plan so if you want to check it out you can go to rogerslowell.com and it's on our homepage right now you can download a full copy of the plan and you can also check out other episodes of the chamber voice of business podcast uh, with the vision of 100 series as we are talking to every key uh, indicator and every key uh, performer that played a role uh, within a uh, pattern or within a, uh, a portion of uh, the vision 100 plan well mr mayor we thank you very much for your time we appreciate you carving us into your busy schedule so we can get this recorded and uh, we're going to let you go and get back to running the city thanks Steve. all right thank you this has been the chamber voice of business podcast presented by at and